What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of a Chinese Teen Talking About Islam podcast. It's currently three o'clock in the afternoon, and it's Thursday. So I feel like it should be a great time to do that five-minute quick recap of the past、um, week. So I guess I will start by saying that school has already started, and this is officially senior year. And all of my friends are super excited, but sometimes very nervous as well. And、um, I don't know. It's like the second day of senior year, and I don't have much to say about senior year. I just have to say that people are looking forward to a post-pandemic lifestyle, a post-pandemic,、um, like a brand new type of、um, school administration, and a lot of rules, dining areas. So it's gonna be a big change, and、um, recently I've been talking to some of my friends on Snapchat.、Um, those people who don't go to my school but、um, are my friends. So、uh, I've been talking to this British girl named Abby, and she's so nice and down to earth.、Um, she talked about her opinions on、uh, romance comedies. And how some romance comedies are actually very overrated and are so cringy that it's excruciating to watch. And I totally agree on that because I feel like romance comedies, rom rom coms, they give you a, a very false and、um, wrong perception of how life works, and nothing is just. Perfect. Nothing is perfect, but rom coms are very perfect and sweet, and those、um, cliche、um, pattern and predictable plots and castings. So yeah, it's actually very boring and it's hard to watch. But I always watch them, so it's kind of like complicated. And I guess I'm just very addicted to those perfect lifestyle. I guess, but. Honestly, I know that's not true. It's just fantasies and shit. Okay, moving on to、uh, music. Okay, I cannot be the only person that stands Kanye instead of Drake. I know Drake is an amazing and talented、um, singer and musician and producer, but I just don't vibe with Drake. I vibe with some of his songs, honestly, but not his style because. I guess I'm. I prefer Kanye's music styles and patterns and the message that he always、um, talked about about his faith and his struggles with mental health and so many more. So I just listened to Kanye's、um, new album Donda. If you have not heard about that album, it it is amazing actually. So if you're interested in hip hop and those R and B and Kanye's music in general, you should definitely go check it out. So this song is called "Come to Life," and it just posted.、Um, the official music video just posted was posted two hours ago, actually. So I am actually very early. And if I have to say, this is a mysterious music video, and it gives out a very positive and. Um, very heartwarming message, as well as Kanye's personal、um, experience with his faith and his connection with God. And I honestly think this is definitely one of the best Kanye songs of all time. So if you're interested, please go check it out and tell me what you think of the new album Donda. 
Anyways, I am going to uh, talk about the last week and what I've been doing. And to be a hundred percent completely honest with you, last week I did not do much. No, last week because I was thinking, you know what, I have to reflect, and I have to stop a moment writing all my essays. I need to reflect and stop just living my life in a slow mode again, instead of just cramming all day. And thinking of what I'm gonna write about, like if this phrase is correct or appropriate. So yeah, that. So the last week, during the last week, I've been watching a not a, a lot of Netflix, <laughs> and I guess I'm a little bit ashamed to say that I've been watching Netflix because that's definitely not a cool thing to do, especially when I'm watching Netflix alone. I've been watching a lot of shows, and right now I am actually very bored of all of them, and I cannot find a lot of quality Netflix shows on Netflix anymore. But I guess one of my、um, new discovered favorite Netflix show was probably. Let me think.、Mm, I guess. Okay, I cannot think of any anything. I guess I did not find. My favorite, a new discover favorite. I've just watched Gilmore Girls a bit, like two seasons, I guess, season one and two, as well as season four and five, I guess. So,、uh, oh my God, the downfall of the main characters is unbelievable, and I don't know, I don't have any words for it. You, you should definitely go watch some videos titled "The Downfall of Rory," I guess, Rory. Gilmore, you should go check those videos out. They explain it super well. Yeah, I guess that's the recap session, and to, let's move on to the main topic of today's episode. So let's talk about the main topic of today's episode. We are going to talk about the part two of the inroad of nationalism in the Islamic world. However, today we are not going to focus on the history part. We're not going to、uh, talk any more about how Western nationalism made its way in the Islamic world or in North Africa and the Middle East. So today we are going to focus on. Well, first you have to distinguish between two concepts. The first one is. The westernized or the modern nationalism that we discussed in、um, the previous episodes, and the other kind is the Islamic、um, type of nationalism. You have to understand that there was is- Islamic nationalism, but it was not、um, confined to Islam or the religious sphere. It is more likely、um, to be called a brotherhood or.、Um, A tribe or a clan, but there is Islamic nationalism, and it is called Asabiyah, Al Asabiyah in Arabic.、Um, the most notable, I guess, is、uh, example. We're going to discuss it later.、Um, is that Muhammad's、um, one of Muhammad Prophet Muhammad's relatives、um, was not a Muslim, and he did not. Um, agree with Prophet Muhammad about、um, the whole Islamic thing or the whole new religion, Islam. But he still encouraged the Prophet Muhammad to build up the concept of Al Asabiyah, which is、um, the tribal nationalism or 
a common recognition and a sense of communal protection. So this is a clear example of differences between the Western nationalism and the Islamic nationalism. In the previous episode, we have already discussed the incompatibility between Islam and Western nationalism because, well, first nationalism has always been perceived as a modern concept and it became prevalent when the colonial era started. So in this case, it is nearly inevitable to picture Christianity and nationalism together. However, while a lot of people argue that Islam confronts Christianity, Islam is in fact confronting nationalism, not Christianity. Why? Because in fully secularized Western countries, Christianity is no longer a determining factor in life or a motive force in social life. So it is actually, its power and force and presence is actually fading away in public life um, because of a lot of Western secularization like in France or in other parts of Europe in particular. Among telephone surveys conducted between 2018 and 2019, 65% of American adults describe themselves as Christians when asked about their religion, down 12% points over the past decade. Thus, the driving force which directs lives is nationalism. Like the thing that put people to puts people together is nationalism, not Christianity. And I feel like this is very easy to apprehend. It is of great importance to delve into the history of modern nationalism and compare crucial characteristics of nationalism and Islam. And I guess we have already done a thorough um, contrast between these two things. So in short, nationalism attempts, I'm just going to do like a recap or a review of the previous episodes. In short, nationalism attempts to break up the unity and solidarity of the world Islamic Ummah. The mutual protection and bond within Islamic societies were thought of as threats to imperialistic interests and colonization in international relations. The rapid spread of nationalism enabled imperialism to divide the world of Islam into pieces and then demoralize them respectively because for example there can be three countries and the majority of the population of those three countries can be muslims however this concept of western nationalism will tend to break them apart into three different groups and they will probably hate each other and have wars um constantly so it actually break the solidarity and unity of the islamic ummah the communal protection and identification. Thus, the dangerous dimensions of Western nationalism make it imperative for the Islamic world to unveil its true colors, understand what is actually going on in the contemporary world, and what reform should be executed. Yeah, throughout the history, countless revolutions and incidents marked a conflict between Islam and nationalism. The Islamic revolution of Iran was ideally, um, quote-unquote, a geographically unlimited movement. Revolutions like this originated from shared beliefs, Islam, but not nationalism. They were supposed to be universal missions that spread to any realm where Muslims lived. Therefore, the ancient bonds among Islamic societies that were shattered by the intrusion of Western ideologies might be regathered through analysis of the real relationship between Islam and nationalism and its incompatibility, its origin, the historical presence of nationalism in Islamic societies like al Asabiyas origin, and so many more.
So in order to discuss the differences between Islam and nationalism, it's very important to look into the Quran for direct references. Um, to start with, the Quran has clearly stated that people should not be categorized or even discriminated against based on their ethnicity, the language that they speak, the culture that they belong or identify with, or the basic geographical location. The basis of unity in Islam is not race, state, or language, or culture. Arabs have, quote-unquote, Arabs have no superiority, sorry, superiority over non-Arabs, and non-Arabs have no superiority over Arabs. You are all equal except by piety and good actions. I lean behind me to things to cure on in my example, the Sunnah, and if you follow these, you will never go astray. So I got this quote from Islamic Perspective of Unity Verses and Hadiths on Muslims Unity 2018. So I'm, I'm just thinking that you should know the references. Nevertheless, um, nationalism, the, the definition of nationalism is identification with one's own nation and support for its interests, especially to the exclusion and detriment of the interests of other nations. So you have to underline the words exclusion or even de detriment of the interests of other nations. Um, so nationalism attaches identities and pride restrictively to geographical boundaries and racial distinction, which are factors that Islam neglects. So Islam considers all Muslims worldwide members of the same body, Arab, non-Arab, Turk, black, white, belong to the one Islamic Ummah. Nationalism considers the religious unity among different countries as a detriment to national tribal identity. So here, here they are very clear difference. The prophet said this against discrimination and I got this quote from Nakavi um his book um Islam and Nationalism in nineteen ninety eight. So um the prophet said quote unquote your father is the same and your religion is the same and the Arabism of which you seem to be proud belongs neither to your father nor to your mother um, he who propagates the creed of tribal solidarity or fights for its sake or offers his life for it is not of us. In addition to differences in ideologies and principles, sovereignty is a huge factor to distinguish nationalism in Islam. Sovereignty is a modern state, and a modern state is evolved around people's choice and people's sovereignty, which became commonplace in Western societies after bourgeoisie rev revolutions in France and the Enlightenment. The Enlightened Movement. A modern state is entitled to have sovereignty. However, in Islamic nations, centuries ago, governments do not own sovereignty. Instead, Allah does. And any Islamic state that goes against the Prophet Muhammad is an illegal regime. Governments must abide by Sharia, the Islamic law. Considering all the differences mentioned, um, nationalism is actually incompatible with Islam. I mean, the modern concept of nationalism, of course. These two entities have opposite ideologies and goals. So in the contemporary world, starting from the 20th century, we have to discuss Islam's response to modern nationalism in the contemporary world and in the Western world. The first half of the 20th century marked the prosperity of the spread and influence of nationalism. Although Islam as a traditional ideology had not been hugely represented in international relations and policymaking in the Middle East, it did not stop fighting against nationalism or the modern concept of state. Hassan al-Banna, scholars, uh, and many other scholars who advocated for Islamic fundamentalism stated that Islamic society should be reconstructed based on the unity of Ummah. 
Their Islamic revivalist movements after the collapse of the Ottoman Empire include setting up Muslim Brotherhoods in 1928, an example of Islamic fundamentalism. It was during the 1960s when nationalists started to face internal and external obstacles. Arab nationalism, particularly in Egypt, I'm sorry, the machine is beeping, and I hope it's not that、um, distracting.、Um, Arab nationalism, like in, in particular in Egypt, has always been the center of this topic. So Egypt and Turkey are the countries that we have to delve into and learn more about the presence of nationalism in these regions. In fact, Arab nations were horribly defeated in the Middle East War in 1967, so their modernization met major problems and setbacks. Arab nationalists also had to confront the challenges of their Islamic opponents. Its political authority faced crisis. Moreover, Islamic resurgence as a form of political dis- Discourse was currently competing successfully with its secular counterparts: liberalism, socialism, and nationalism. A lot of things were happening during these eras: wars and external pressure, like wars, and internal pressures like the fundamentalists. They want to revive、um, Islam and create a new Ummah, and just advocate it for. Fundamentalism. So there are there were internal and external pressures in Egypt and other Arab countries. So Egypt nationalists had also received a lot of threats from the Muslim Brotherhoods, and the tension finally reached its peak when President Mohammed Anwar Al Sadat was assassinated by fundamentalist army officers in 1981. So the president that I mentioned was、um, the president of Egypt, by the way. Islamic Renaissance reached its climax after the Cold War, ranging from successfully secularized countries like Turkey to North Africa. And I guess this is probably the end of this series. And in conclusion, the origin of conflicts between nationalism and Islam can be concluded in two, two aspects: the challenge to balance religious identities and national identities, and the sovereignty of state and sovereignty of Allah. So El Asabiya, the Um, I guess the basis of Islamic nationalism has always been present in Arab societies and nations, but the modern concept of nationalism is highly limited according to geographical boundaries and shared culture or historical figures. This gap led to Arab countries disintegrating and distancing from each other. The most notable example is that when Israel became a threat to all Arab nations, they did not fight as a united entity and failed to cooperate. Um, the author that wrote the book *Islam and Nationalism* in 1998, the author who I、um, mentioned before, Ali Muhammad Nakvi, pointed out that devastating effects of Western nationalism when talking about the inroad of nationalism in the Islamic world. "Quote unquote." The third factor behind the growth of nationalism among the masses was the injustice of the selfish. Muslim governments, which inflicted oppression and torture upon the people, while the Ottoman Empire was on the bank of collapse, Turkish rulers, like other selfish rulers of history, treated their subordinates oppressively, including not only the Arabs but also the Turkish peasants. After the Young Turks assumed power, tyranny and discrimination became prevalent, an outcome of Turkish nationalism, which led to a spread of nationalist, nationalistic. Sentiments among the Arabs, of which colonialism made the utmost use. 
Thus, reflections of Arab nationalism and nationalism in general are highly requested. Negative sentiments generated from tribalism are probably the most fundamental questions traced by the Middle East in this contemporary world. Reflections and awareness on modern nationalism have been made and raised. Um, for example, general and ideal suggestions to fix the dilemma fundamentally, like, quote-unquote, a Muslim should minimally participate and make use of his tribal identity. You have to notice that the person, Rahman, um, who advocated for this kind of um, fundamental suggestion um, to fix uh, the dilemma between nationalism and Islamic unity, um, he used the word should minimally participate and make use of his tribal identity, which means he noted that modern nationalism, westernized concept of nationalism, will always be detrimental to uh, um, Islamic unity. Okay, instead, one should maximize the participation and use of his Islamic identity and is based on the laws and values of Quran and, and their pious ancestors. So this um, kind of ideal suggestions and fundamental fixings that Rahman suggested um, years ago are becoming widely accepted. So it's actually a good thing. And I totally agree with um, this author who suggested um, these words. So I guess this is the end of this series, the inroad of modern nationalism to the Islamic world. Um, I hope you learned something from these two episodes. I know this episode is kind of short, but this is basically the end and the conclusion part of this series. So, and I will also list some references in the description box. And if you're interested, you can go and check it out. And thank you guys so much for listening to this series. And I will see you guys in two weeks. By the way, I don't know if I have told you guys before that since school has already started and I'm currently a high school senior, so the workload is going to be a little bit intense and tough for me to have much time to post weekly and record and upload weekly so i'm thinking of changing the weekly upload schedule the the former schedule to um i'm gonna upload i guess once in two weeks okay so yeah once in two weeks and yeah i'll see you guys in two weeks Bye.